Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Well, very pleasant. Good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KETX KDY. Terry Slavin's with you, joined by Angela Kennedy Robinson. Good morning, Angela. Good Monday morning. It's dreary. The market futures were down. Is there anything positive to talk about? Well, rain. Well, there is rain. <laughs> yes. And uh, actually a big opportunity. And that's what we're going to be talking about on the show today. Um, but yeah, over the weekend, we, we got an announcement from the Fed that they cut rates all the way to zero. Boom, boom, zero. And $700 billion is going to be pumped in. They're going to do quantitative easing on top of it. So we got a major thrust from the Fed. Well, for whatever reason, the market didn't take that favorably. (laughs) And so futures have been down ever since the announcement came out. And, you know, I think uh, obviously the elephant in the room that everybody wants to know about is, is what is happening with the coronavirus. And um, I was trying to look for funnies out there this morning because I got, wow, we got we to gotta have some light on this subject. And um, I thought, you know, if we have any listeners that have any humor to them at all, or maybe you just need a good reason to sit on the, you need something to do during coronavirus season, sit on your back porch and come up with these. But I thought, you know, you could really have a lot of fun coming up with things that you can do now virtually, such as going to a prom. Right, <laughs> we'll be in the middle of prom season, and uh, I guess you're going to see your date with their dress, and you can surely Photoshop things together, right? right, right. So you know, um, but I thought you could have a lot of fun with that. But uh, you know, this is a this is a serious thing, and you know, Terry was giving me a hard time. I, I wore my American cap in here this morning because at the end of the day, I, I am an American. I'm very proud to be an American. I was on my hands and knees yesterday, as I hope many of you were, praying for our country uh, with my kids. And uh, for those of you that know my family closely, you know that we have a little boy from Nigeria. And it's times like these that I'm so grateful to be an American. Absolutely. We have a great country. We have a great economic system. We have a great president that is doing everything in his power to make sure that we're staying safe no matter which side of the aisle that you're on. I think you can agree with that. And I think this is a very crucial time for our country, but it's also a time that we can pull together as Americans and be Americans. And um, that's what this is all about. Well, you know, with that, you have to think about, obviously, there's uh, the question of financial aspect behind this. And I think that's obviously what's shaking the markets. If you haven't noticed, there's been a little bit of volatility, (laughs) just a tiny bit. Um, We've got some oil concerns, right? We've got two countries feuding in the middle of all this. They couldn't wait (laughs) till coronavirus was done with to start their feud. Um, But it, it did happen. And so, you know, I think there's going to be, obviously, and there has already, there's been um, billions, if not trillions of dollars lost over the world. And you have to ask yourself, so what what does this mean? Does this mean that we're coming upon a time that we're going to be destitute? Or does it mean that this is just a, a temporary blip in history? And our feeling is, is that with everything we have in place today, we have to remember what our country is and, and who we are. And if we believe that half of the population is going to die out, then it'll probably change things. Big problem. But if we believe that we can stop this, then I think we're going to see it as a blip in history. And I think it's going to be the opportunity of a lifetime for you as an investor. 
if you time up your cards right, right? right? And so, you know, that's what I want to talk about today because I, I received an email from a good friend of mine, a dear friend, dear friend of mine, uh, someone who I've I've shared many of a personal story with, but he's also an advisor in this field, and he's from an entirely different state. But he put out a wonderful letter to his clients, and he was so kind to be able to share it with us. And in here, he talked about trying to avoid a bear market can actually hurt returns. And, you know, we talk about this all the time about timing the market. We talk about, you know, the average investor only makes two point something percent, depending on when you pull it up, right? Versus the actual market that can make eight to 10 to 12% wherever, depending on the time that you pull it up, right? And so, you know, what was really interesting to me is he included a few little charts in here that I want to talk to you about. One of them was the 50 best days that occurred from 1990 to 2019. So we got a, what is that? Um, basically a, almost 30 years, 30 years, yeah. right? So it's a, a retirement. And when did they occur? Well, get this, uh, 26%, a little over a quarter occurred within the first two months of the bull market. Okay. 48% occurred during a bear market and 26% occurred during the rest of the bull market. So if you miss out on the bear market, you miss out on over half of the 50 best days if you look back in history, right? right? Now, obviously, past performance is not indicative of future results, right? But I wanna take Friday as a case in point. Did anybody look at the market on Friday and what it actually performed? Yes. Yeah, it's almost 10%. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's a one day. I mean, you talk about traders' heyday. Between (laughs) Thursday and Friday, they must have been just reveling in it, right? That's exciting for a trader. But, you know, there's just a prime example that if you would have pulled out on Thursday, what would you have missed on Friday? 10%. 10%. 10 10% gain back. Right. Back, right? So, yes. And we always talk about really the only way you lose money is by what? Selling. Yes. Yeah, selling in a down market. So let's look at some further charts. This is really interesting. So missing the bet, the 20 best days resulted also over the same time period, resulted in an annualized return that was 4.2% less per year. Okay. 4.2% less. Yes, missing the best 20 days, not even a month of the market. Okay. So here's the penalties on average for missing the market during these best days. Let's exclude the 50 best days. Now your annualized average return is negative 0.5%. Let's exclude the best 40 days. Now your annualized return is 0.7%. Let's exclude the 30 best days, 2%. That's your annualized return over 30 years. Let's exclude the, uh, or I'm sorry, let's exclude the 20 best days your annualized return is 3.5% over 30 years, just 20 days. And let's exclude just 10, just 10 best days. Your annualized return is only 5%. Wow. That's full equity portfolio, full risk. Why even be in the market, right? I mean, this is, this is my question. So I think we have to look at this from a, a logical standpoint. And, and the logic behind it is, yes, people are losing money. They're mo- losing money hand over fist, and and you might be one of those people. You might be in a position that maybe you can't go to work. You might be in a position that something is going on right now at home. Whatever that is, um, you've got to be able to ask yourself, you know, is this going to be the end? Is this going to be a time when things fall apart completely? Or as soon as this is over, will we be rebounding from it? Hopefully rebounding. 
Yes, hopefully rebounding, right? <laughs> Obviously, we can't talk guarantees on the show. Absolutely not. But, you know, the reality is, I will promise you this, that people still have money to spend in companies that are out there that are are prudent and have been diligent with their money and their resources, which, if they're publicly traded, I would hope that they have cash reserves. If they do, they should be able to rebound from this. Now, is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be rocky? Yes, but usually rocky means volatility, and volatility means opportunity. And that's what we're going to be talking about on Life Planning 101 when we come back. Segment two, Life Planning 101, right here on KUTX KDY. Angela has great information about mm. what's going on. Yes, with this coronavirus, right? Yeah, um, you know, my husband's always saying, and I did this when I was in the election line, is um, a couple of weeks ago, and I just kind of coughed a little bit. And if I didn't want to talk to anybody, I'd say, "Oh, I, I just got back from China." Right <laughs> now, now you don't even have to say that; you just cough. People yeah. run, right? But, uh, but you know what? We have a, we have obviously something uh, that's in the room called an elephant, and it's called our market. And everybody's curious: what does this mean? Is this the end? Is this you know what what is going on? And the uh, way we look at it is a down market equals huge opportunity. Sure. And if you go back to the first segment of our show, if you missed it. I encourage you to do that because you need to hear why we think this. And and this is so powerful is, I mean, if you really believe that you're going to be milking that cow in your backyard by the end of next year, yeah, you don't need to have your money in your market, in the market. But if you believe that America is, is going to resume as the country it was before we went through this, hmm. Great opportunity. Yeah, there's huge opportunity. And the, you have to remember, this is a world concern. This isn't just the U.S. We aren't isolated. We are a global. Look at Italy. It, yeah, we are a global economy today. So the impacts of this market aren't just, they didn't start with the U.S. having issues. No. And we also have to remember that the, forward is, the market is forward looking. So it's going to get worse before it gets better. But then it's going to get better before you even know it. Right. And that's where you have to be careful because if you go to timing the market, you're going to end up hurt. So what should you be doing? Well, between the media, coronavirus, the media, the primaries, the media, oil and gas industry, you know, Saudi and Russia, whatever is going on between them, the media, and whatever else, we know that volatility is here. We're down 10%, we're up 10%. Good Lord, I haven't even looked, you know, we start the show at 8.30, so I haven't even looked at what the market's doing today. I kind of don't, don't even want to look, um, except for the fact of being able to know that if it's a good day to buy, right? <laughs> but uh, two weeks ago, we wrote a piece on why we believe that America is a very resilient economy right now. And if you haven't read that, you need to go back to our website and read it, kennedy-financial.com, because this is extremely important as a uh, subsetter to what's going on right now, is yes, companies are losing money. Yes, there is a problem. But the foundation of our country, this isn't a financial crisis, guys. This is a pandemic. Right. Little bit different. Our banks aren't failing right now. No. This is a little bit different. So we need to put things in perspective. And so the question is, what should you be doing? Well, there's three things that we can tell you, you should be doing. Number one, you should have a spring harvest. Okay. So <laughs> we're used to those fall and end of the year harvests. And what do we mean by that, right? Well, it's been years since the market has given us the opportunity to do tax harvesting. Think about it. It's been years. Yeah. We've had an incredible bull market. In fact, we talked a couple of weeks ago about 
you know, relating the market to kind of a car engine in the Le Mans, and eventually that's going to blow up, right? <laughs> if they don't let off the gas, well, here the gas is being let off. So now is the time to be looking inside your portfolio and making sure that you can take the losses that you want to be taking, maneuver things around the way they should be maneuvered around, right? And and this is something else people forget. <laughs> I think I talked about this on a show a couple weeks ago. If I didn't, I can't believe I didn't. Um, but it was kind of a hidden secret in you know the S and P five hundred when the or the Dow and and the Dow when uh, technology actually split itself into two categories this year. Part of that is communication now, right? Rather than technology, but communication includes companies like Facebook and. Amazon. <laughs> okay, so now we really have two sectors, and the reason they did that is they didn't want to see that sector crash like what had happened back in the tech bubble. Well, it really doesn't do anything from a fundamental perspective. So, sure. <laughs> you know, you could still be very overweighted into certain areas right now. It's a great time to make sure that that's not right or that's not happening. You know, we talk all the time about getting your risk right. So getting your risk right. And we've talked about this for weeks now. You should have done it before this happened, by the way. Um, but if you didn't get your risk right, then now do it. Okay. So now I'm not saying, and here's where I think people have to be careful. Don't go go get more conservative on me right now. This is not the time to be doing that. Okay. This is the time that you need to be buying fear, buying fear, buying the fact that there's no toilet paper at Walmart, right? <laughs> this is crazy. So, you know, don't be getting more conservative on me right now. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is make sure that you're allocated appropriately so that when this market does come back, you can be able to capture the most of it, but your portfolio is in a place that you can stomach more volatility if that's going to happen. Because remember, we do have an election right around the corner and anything can happen after November. And so it's very important to be able to see that. In fact, uh, I was looking this morning, there's actually 10 big stocks that are still positive for this year. Yeah. Big stocks. Big stocks, right? So, you know, it's a time to be looking at that holistically. Do that spring harvest. Do some tax harvesting. It's a great time to be able to do that. And and obviously, tax harvesting can create other opportunities that are available. So that's big. Number two, cash is king. Hmm. Wonder why. When things go on sale, I want to be buying. We were talking about this during the break, right? right? If a company's losing a third of their revenue this year, but the stock is two thirds at a discount and they're expected to do more revenue than they were projected to do this year, I sure would wanna buy them. Absolutely. Right? So cash is king. And a lot of people say, well, maybe I don't have cash, but you know, I've got this asset for sale. Maybe it's a time to take it off the market. Well, I would challenge that. Let's say you have a piece of real estate that's for sale or a business that's for sale. Maybe you should take less for that business or that piece of real estate that's for sale now because you have just as big of an opportunity in the market or maybe bigger that that was where your money was going to go anyway to secure retirement or whatever else. Wouldn't you want to do it while things are on sale? So if you could take 5% less on your real estate, buy into a market that's over 20% down, kind of makes sense to me. But, you know, here's the thing that we need to think about. CDs. CDs are also cash, and people forget this. They say, well, I have to get a penalty to get out. Okay, well, again, the market's 20% down. So how long will it take you to make up that penalty? Yes. All right, so just think about some amazing opportunities out there. And a lot of people say, well, I'm just not a risk taker. I'm not a risk taker. Well, guess what? 
you don't have to be a risk taker when the market goes down. There's a tremendous opportunity in lower risk investments. I mean, things you got to think about, everything's on sale. It's like going to Walmart and they just put that yellow button on top of everything, right? <laughs> Everything's on sale. Isn't that a great thing to be thinking about? So you can still go into the market with your risk right. Doesn't mean that you have to take more risk. Now, would more risk be a good thing? Maybe. Maybe if you have the ability to stomach it. I surely take more risk when the market goes down than I do when the market's at an all-time high. Right. right? But remember... This is a quote that is extremely important. Opportunity comes disguised in the form of misfortune and temporary defeat. You might think, well, I can't sell my business now because I'll take a hit. But. Think again. I may not be able to get that real estate sold now because I'll take a hit. Well, they just lowered the Fed rate to what? Zero. Zero. Pretty sure that banks are going to be lending money, right? I, and in fact, I, if that's another thing I didn't even put in here, but if you need to refinance, I would suggest start looking because here in about a week, you're going to see that reflected in those mortgage prices, maybe even sooner than that. So it's a big, big opportunity to be able to do that. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the number one biggest opportunity because of the down market we're in. You're not going to want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101. Angela? Yes, a down market equals big opportunity. Right, right here on Life Planning 101. So we talked about the spring harvest. We've talked about cash is king. And obviously, if you've missed why we believe all this, you need to make sure and go back and listen to the show this week. You can find it at kennedy-financial.com or also KTX Radio or kwbyradio.com. And you don't want to miss this week because there is just amazing things going on with the market that nobody's looking for. So the number one thing that you can be doing Finding free money. Free right. money. Free money, right? And and this is not feeling the burn, okay? For, for those of you that think I'm, I'm talking in a way of, of there's no such thing as free. Well, it depends on how you look at it, right? So if you bought 100 shares, example, at $10 a share inside of your IRA, okay? So you, that means you'd have $1,000 of investments, right? Subsequently, the IRA, if you took it, out of that, it would be taxable right. at $1,000, correct? So let's just imagine that your investment goes down in value by 20%. Hmm, wonder where I get that number. Recession, right? So it goes down. It's now worth $800, all right? Well, if you take it out, you pay less tax, but you've lost money sure. because it's out. It can't recoup it, right? But instead, what if you were to convert that IRA investment itself, not the cash, the investment itself into a Roth IRA, and then it recovers back to that $1,000, and then you take it out. Now you pay tax on $800 rather than the full $1,000. Hmm. Hmm. Think about it, right? So here's the deal. Right now, if you're not looking at this, we have two things that are just making me silly as a, I mean, I'm talking, like I told you, Brett and I were sitting in there calculating Roth conversions and making phone calls last week when we were supposed to be hanging out with our kids on spring break for part of the day, right? So, but it's just too much opportunity to be doing this. 
So if you're not looking at a Roth conversion, you need to be looking at a Roth conversion. There's two primary factors. Number one, your investments could be down 20%. If they're not down across the board at 20%, maybe you can cherry pick. There's no such wrong with that. I promise you. I mean, that's what we're doing inside of our own portfolios. We go through and pick the things that are furthest down that we expect to come back the furthest and we convert more shares at a less dollar amount. The second thing to that is Trump tax reform is still there for 2020. When you used to pay 15% income taxes, you pay 12% income taxes. When you used to pay 25%, you pay 22%. This goes on and on and on, up, 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 right? So will that continue? Will we continue at the lowest income tax rates in modern history? What are your thoughts? Who knows? (laughs) I doubt it. I don't think so. I mean, we're accumulating debt. My gosh, they just pumped in how many billions of dollars? Okay, our debt is still climbing. And eventually, the pendulum swings in Washington. We know this. This is this is a blip in history that we get this opportunity. You've got a Democratic governor or Democratic senator that actually is quoting that, not a Republican senator, saying this is the opportunity of a lifetime with tax reform, right? So use it. Use it. And I, I mean, we have people I, that literally come to us making over $200,000 a year of income saying, I am contributing to a Roth. I don't care what it's costing me in tax dollars today. I've got to do it now. Because if I don't do it now, I'll be paying higher income taxes later. And they see that future for themselves, and it's important. And maybe, you know, earlier in the year where we talked about the SECURE Act, the fact that your kids can no longer stretch out your IRA over their lifetime, and instead they're going to have to condense that IRA distribution in 10 years and potentially causing huge tax problems. If they inherit a million dollars, that'll add $100,000 if you spread it out appropriately over 10 years per year to their income tax thing or to their income or taxable income amount right so we have remember in this country the higher your income the higher your tax rate, rate right so if you can get that out at a cheaper amount now isn't that a much better deal and i've got a bonus for you on top of this what if you could pay less in taxes your kids could pay less in taxes and since your grandchildren are your favorite anyway, I'm, I'm assuming their inheritance could be tax-free. Wow. Wouldn't that be cool? Very cool. Want to know how to do it? Sure. Got to call us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, but this is what we're doing with our clients right now. We are literally diving in and using this market decline as opportunity. It's not something that we need. you need to be sitting idle and just wait and see. You need to be looking into your plan and seeing what's, what's out there. Um, one of my favorite authors... His name is Michael Joseph, and he wrote a, a poem, What Will Matter, is the, the, the name of that poem. But he stated that no opportunity worth seizing is going to knock on your door. No opportunity worth seizing is going to knock on your door. Well, opportunities are everywhere, and they're like hidden treasures if you're willing to find them. That's what he goes on to tell us, right? So now that you've found them... <laughs> Okay, if you've been listening to Life Planning 101, we always give out little treasures and trinkets, Absolutely. don't we? So if you've been listening and you hear these treasures, remember, the market will climb a wall of worry. There is your warning. There is only so long that you will have to be able to buy fear before it starts to climb. And it won't, I, I will tell you this, that it's not going to outtime the coronavirus. The market will come up before the coronavirus is over if history is to repeat itself. That's not saying it will do it, but that's what history has told us because the market is forward looking. Right. Right? So if you blink, 
you might just miss these opportunities that are out there. So with that being said, make sure you go back, read what we've, we've got these in writing this week. You could subscribe to our weekly newsletter at kennedy-financial.com. Don't miss this opportunity. Make sure that you're working with someone that is helping you be proactive through this time and make money through this time because it's an opportunity to be able to do that even if you don't have cash. And that's a big key, right? Right. So my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless everyone. Prayers for our country, prayers for these sick people, and prayers that God will be able to cast his favor upon us and keep all of us well across the world. And God bless America. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101. Brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY. And again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.